five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strife, the, the stalwart rock that skipped the episode <laughs> a week ago. I was waiting for this. Uh, and I, 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 I earned this, so I'll take it. And, and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Do you guys, do you guys hear that? That's, that's the sound of Canadian domination right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, we've been doing this for a while now, and it's always been, like, I'd say subpar or, or below average, like how uh, the teams were doing in the Overwatch League. And now, finally, they're they're looking better. Stuff outside of the podcast is starting, like, to, to, to <laughs> be a little bit subpar, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, I mean... Are we sort of forgetting the OG Titans roster? I mean, it what? wasn't Who? subpar Who? in that first season. What are you talking about? I didn't watch yeah. Contenders. Rolf? Okay. Are you talking about Rolf and Fire? Yeah, to- totally. Yeah, Rolf, Fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's nice that both teams are firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. whereas I don't think we've ever had a point in time That's that true. both were. Even, even the Toronto Defiance, save for that first sort of get going in the era of GOATs, where they were, you know, a, an unbeaten team until they were a team that was hard, uh, always beaten. <laughs> um, there hasn't really been a, a a point where Toronto could say, "Yeah, this is this is our our meta, this is our place." Uh, Vancouver Titans, they had that you know brief you know flash in the pan, uh, and then proceeded to go in a different direction themselves too, yep. um, for reasons that this podcast is kicked around many many times. But yeah, it. It's nice to mm-hmm. see the way things are. And I mean, I'm not going to actually maybe back up the domination because, you know, spoiler alert, Toronto did lose mm-hmm. one of their know. two matches. <laughs> but Still no, dominated. you're right. It doesn't matter. Tor- Tor- Toronto is, for, you know, all intents and purposes, going to be in Toronto. Hey, it's Vancouver good that lost be- one too. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, to Toronto. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in, 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 in an amazing, an amazing game as well. So we're we're yeah. we won from that for sure. Yeah, but it's 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 nice to see that mm-hmm. there is a strong likelihood that two Canadian teams will be present in the event hosted in Canada. Should so, I put the tinfoil hat on, like hashtag scripted and, and things like that? <laughs> it sure feels like it, doesn't it? Like it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. eerie how. All of a sudden, you know, these two teams that have traditionally been not so great will almost assuredly be in the tournament. I'm still not sold on Vancouver, although I will still pred them. But we can we'll, we can get into that. Yeah, well, I think I think we'll get you know we'll see more yeah. over the course of this this next weekend and have a better indication as to uh, what things uh, will be unfolding next week. Um, but, uh, you know, presumptively looking at this in an optimistic, uh, light, I'm a little upset that uh, I'm not making the trip out to Toronto now. <laughs> I mean, yes, for reasons that, uh, you know, require one to have a, you know, steady income, uh, I'm not making the trip. Um, and I know, you know, what you talked about in the past, would any of us be going? And it's just, it didn't, the cards weren't really in anyone's sort of favor. And then, 
you know, the cards that weren't in anyone's favor have been, you know, wrenched from the deck for a few of us too. So I mean, the card was taken things from the are as they are, right? Placed back on top. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, if, if anyone from Toronto is listening, like, Oh man, I feel sorry sponsor for these us. guys, you know, maybe we can yeah. sponsor them. Like, you know, we, we travel you know, late. I, I, I have two podcast hosts, co-hosts on this show. And I think they could both use a real pick me up. So if you guys want to fly me out, then I will gladly <laughs> send them lots of pictures of You'd the t- tournament. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that exactly. would pick me up. Seeing exactly. you enjoying um, yourself. Adam and I clinking glasses. Thank you for your uh, support, uh, Jordan. I, I really appreciate it. Anytime. <laughs> oh, well, we are going to get into Canadian domination in the payload. Uh, lots to talk about there. Uh, the Overwatch League has lots going on still. Um, there was apparently a trade deadline. And while the deadline has come and gone, as with everything you know in the Overwatch League, uh, just because it happened doesn't mean anyone will actually talk about it for a week <laughs> or two. Uh, so we'll get into some of those things and then uh, anything else that we can obviously uh, find to put in a three-hour episode. So uh, knowing that it's going to be a long one, let's start uh, pushing this payload. Moving the payload! Join me! So getting things underway uh, last weekend uh, were the Vancouver Titans. Vancouver Titans were taking on New York Excelsior. And if you happen to listen to last week's uh, show, you heard Jordan and I both predict Vancouver beating New York. Our concern had more to do with by how much than whether or not Vancouver was was going to mm. win or not. And I'm not going to go and even for one second suggest that I predicted Vancouver to do what Vancouver did to New York, especially having seen what New York was able to do itself the week before. Yes. And I genuinely asked myself, who is wearing Titans uniforms right now? And what did they do to the team we had been watching prior to this meta? Yeah, like you guys, I, I did predict a 3-2. And, and you know, we, we saw New York beat a team like Houston. They performed quite well, like a 1-3 loss to Dallas Fuel. And and the, the only match that Vancouver really won was against Paris. And then the whole story came out about them knowing mm-hmm. that they were dropped. And, and then... You know, despite the fact that the win was nice, uh, maybe we were put down on the ground a little bit uh, again, you know, back to the earth. But man, I'm I'm in a stratosphere again after this match. It was quite impressive. Like, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's going in. I, I did not expect this either. The, like, I think on Busan specifically, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think New York want to fight. Yeah, I think they didn't have any, even alts um, coming for them or well, anything like that. Yeah, I know on like the the first map, um, there were there were no no Mecha alts. Mecha base, um, yeah. Mecha base, yeah it, but that's how dominant mm-hmm. Vancouver was. Um, Vancouver, <laughs> I mean, they dominantly won. Um, was it uh, Temple or whatever? Shrine, um, I think. Or shrine, yeah. yeah, sorry. And but it there were moments where you thought, okay, New York might have figured things out, and then Aspire mm. would go and right click um everyone. You know, someone's <laughs> yeah, right click everyone. Um 
King, I mean, yes. we talked about this last week. King's like uh, awareness of his cooldowns. Like he, there was a moment where he was essentially doing like a dance. I can't remember. Um, was it, was it Gangnam Jim that was on like the Anna at one point? Like that was the other thing. We were seeing some weird things from, from, but he like King was like dancing around the shots, doing a pirouette yeah. and, you know, dashed away and then proceeded to just within a millisecond hit his reflect and was able to back off. He was like, it's just, it's that, that level of awareness mirror. He is, you know, dominant in the, in the junker queen. Um, right. Not to suggest there aren't others who, who aren't just as good, but it, you can see how better this team is with a, a confident and very capable tank. Yes. Yes. And, and then, you know, uh, Massa and, and Aztec have been, have been putting up, but like it was the, to me, it was more what Aspire and King were doing. And, and ultimately the combination of them with Mir, there was nothing like they, they'd go down like a King would overextend or Aspire would get aggressive and go aggro. Mm -hmm. And how many times can you think of since the reckoning <laughs> where a Titans team lost, like had the first drop? I was like, yeah, no problem. We're going to go and yeah. mm -hmm. clean up. I mean, uh, even like in stomps, when you have a King of the Hill map, normally there'll be some caps back oh, and yeah. forth. But this was a 200 to 0 uh, uh, map. And King, may may he may his reign last <laughs> long and, and, uh, and glorious uh, uh, reign. He, he was just looking good. He was styling. He was looking just as good as his game against Paris. Uh, he knows this hero. There, there's a reason he got picked up, and uh, and people were mentioning his name uh, even before he got picked mm -hmm. up. Titans looked good. It's like compared to what New York were doing, it seemed like New York had sand sand in their shoes and were always too slow, too complacent. And when when the map started, when we didn't know how it's gonna go, you know, the fights did last a bit longer. And and this is a meta like they call it jotes for a reason. New York played a little bit more guarded, and, and they seemed to understand the meta better than Paris. Uh, but then just Titans came in and, and stomped them, really. Yeah, it, it almost even felt like in comparison to the Paris match, which I think is a fair comparison, just because of, you know, if we look at the season New York, Paris, and Vancouver have had thus far, it really seems fair to compare the three to one another. Um, and... I would say the Paris match was more competitive than the New York match overall. Um, you could say that. Yeah. And I, and I think a part of that is like New York. I mean, their kind of story this entire season has been, they have some good players. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, I don't need to mention Yaki because everyone mentions Yaki. Like it is a known, it's well known that he is the hard carry on the team, but even someone like Flora is very skilled player. Um, they just brought in Ansun Jay on, on support um and he's been mostly been playing lucio so they they have some really good pieces and it has often felt like if they could just i don't know figure something out then they could have a really really good team on their hands but this match was just a blowout yeah one of the worst blowouts i've seen to be honest and 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 we spoke about king i think hollywood was even better for him yeah and and to be fair as well, well king on that paris match did not play as well right he looked uh, mm -hmm. and, and he even spoke about afterwards i think he tweeted out that he was a little nervous um it was uh oh that's right their their first match was the, the toronto the toronto one. match um, yeah. 
Toronto. Yeah, he didn't look at all good that's on right, Toronto. He right. looked improved on. Yeah, and and Paris, I mean, yeah. I think uh, you know against this New York team, he's he's just looking better and better. Um, I know I I said last week, you know, what if they had played Paris before Toronto? What if they had both these matches before Toronto? Right, that Toronto match was so close. Um, you know, yeah. a little more confidence under under Vancouver's belt, and they could just have don't taken pulse that, yourself, right? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was very close, and and yeah. like on Hollywood on attack again, there there were no fights lost. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. They couldn't do anything, whether it was open space, close spaced. Uh, Kellen used rampages, nothing, yep. and he hit some people, and nothing seemed yep. to work. They just couldn't. They had lies or anything. Yeah, three and a half minutes after they they capped third on attack, which mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. Well, on the New York attack. This is where we finally started seeing them win a few fights, but they weren't winning fights without a significant amount of effort and investment. And if anything, I feel that we started to sort of see Vancouver almost take their foot off the pedal. Um, there was a couple times I felt that both King and Aspire started doing a little freelancing, <laughs> um, which... Vancouver is in a good space, but the team is not that good to be able to go <laughs> in and oh. freelance. <laughs> there was there was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in a watch league when they uh, Amira was split from his team as they just capped second right before they go inside the studio, the last phase. And Mirror had to, you know, sneak through. Usually what happens, you go on the closer spawn and you just die. And there's a stagger where he goes like full charge on, on the payload and he kills Gangnam Jin's uh, um, brig. It was hilarious. <laughs> this, this, um, this. What map, a moment. Mirror was, I mean, Gangnam Jin was being like targeted by Mirror specifically. Mm-hmm. He, he got yes. it. There were a number of times. Where for whatever reason he just decided to go after him and he was griefing them hard. What a finish, though. Yeah. The I can so I I actually watched it rewatched it before we we hit record here because I, I wanted to understand like what mm. the heck happened like yeah New York was down one player but there was like five seconds left it's about to go through the doorway and every one of them backed off mm-hmm. to yes. cover. For no apparent reason. And it's as if like the shot caller wasn't present. Like, I, I think, I think it was Gangnam Jim yes. that was the closest. The brig. Like he came to the realization, but his charge just didn't get him close enough. It's those brig players. It was young, young Jin, right? Uh, before him on, on Shanghai, they just need to be on card and he wasn't. I think. They got a pick on Vancouver as well, and Vancouver backed off to give him space and recuperate and, and play another mm-hmm. fight on the at the end. Well, and they just backed off again. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we'll we'll be right there. <laughs> well, no, that's that's the back off that I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like they like Vancouver was waiting for the car the the payload to come through. Like Vancouver had conceded that because I mean, what, what's choke, Vancouver's yeah. incentive to take the fight? Right, we're gonna go and you got to push it. You're in overtime. You know, I think I was even I'm looking like, is there was there an alt that they were scared of? Well, no, Vancouver had nothing. I think King might have been closest, if I recall. But yeah, I mean, you, you got the you got the Charlie Niner. Yeah. Classic, just vintage Charlie Niner. Yeah. Like, I, I know there's been discussion about the Charlie Niners this season. So we've never seen anything like it. And there's people like, oh, it's the it's the timer. It's the wick. It's bugged and all that. There was no wick. Yeah, no, like it, it did not make it to overtime. It was it was. 
seconds and done. Like that's a, a situational. Yeah, you got to be on the point to get the overtime. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we've seen, you know, like a team like the Vancouver Titans do the same thing, like the first yeah. match against Boston. And this is what's interesting is I, I see these people like, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know, Boston's going to, you know, the, they'll be Vancouver when they, they play their better team. It's like the no good version of Vancouver actually held their own mm-hmm. against Boston if it wasn't for a, it, a Charlie Niner. And it almost feels like, you know, a, a different game now. Uh, like we're going to talk a little bit about how a team like a, the Gladiators are struggling and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funky right now for sure. Yeah. But uh, we then go on to uh, Watchpoint, where, again, Vancouver does what they need to do, and they just, you know, roll a cart, uh, you know, however far they need to, as quick as they possibly can. Um, I, I It was more of the same on attack. There wasn't really anything that, that stood out. Uh, actually, no. Vancouver, New York actually held Vancouver with the overpass at the initial part, like they Vancouver had a little bit of a struggle to get there. And then Aspire went through and right click like three heads in a row. Yes. And then I don't think the payload ever stopped moving. Yeah. And, and at some point it seemed like New York finally figured out what they have to do on the front lines, but then King would just go behind and, and terrorize their support lines and just clean yeah. them up. But the, <laughs> the New York attack, hmm. What was it? 14 seconds when they finally got out of spawn? Yes. Like if there is one thing that actually irritates me <laughs> is that Vancouver had to actually win it going towards third point. Not only that, they also received some unsolicited help from from Kellen and just fat 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 fingered that rampage onto no one <laughs> under the under the under the uh, shuttle, I think it was kind of mm-hmm. silly, but but you know what I mean. Like if if you've you've been so dominant right. that uh, it, maybe that's geez, why like, right they it, became a little bit loosey goosey on it too much. Maybe like I was, I was at home or whoever was on the Zen. Like yep. they when a Zen alt pops just to get people back into spawn. <laughs> like this is this this is this is how crazy things were. There's no business that, you know, a team that Vancouver is dominating. Or, so or the nano to get out of spawn as well. That was another yeah, right? like, one. Like, like it was, you know, there's a dozen seconds left. They finally got the payload moving. And the fact that New York essentially OT'd it all the way through to, and you know, to. Spoiler alert. That's not even the worst spawn camp that we've seen. <laughs> that we saw this weekend. No. <laughs> Ooh, can't wait for that. But, but it's, it's just. I mean, I, that irritates me. Like, yeah. if, if you're Vancouver, hey, you play with your food, but at that point, okay, let's get down to business and let's finish it. Like, you need to be that dominant so that the tougher teams that you are going to play, like, presuming Vancouver gets to Toronto, they're going to play some some tougher competition. Like, the strength of schedule they have right now goes out the window yeah. in Toronto. You got to, so, like you said, get down to business and defeat the Huns. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, Mulan, the OG Mulan. Oh yeah, for sure. I wasn't implying yeah. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Vancouver, uh, they get themselves a 3-0 victory against the New York Excelsior. Uh, this is their second win on the season, their second win on the Ten stage. And for a brief, brief period of time, had Vancouver top of the table. <laughs> yeah, just like the olden Spring. days, uh, Vancouver yeah. shock. Yeah. Uh. 
But uh, continuing on on our uh, our Friday, uh, the uh, Toronto Defiant were also uh, in action. They got to take on the Dallas Fuel. Uh, if you happen to listen last week, which again I, I kind of think you would, you would have heard me say, "No, nah, man, I've got a good feeling about Toronto." Yeah, Dallas is a good team, but I think Toronto can do it. They, they're going to win three two. It's going to go back and forth. Dallas is such an odd team. I I, <laughs> I don't get them. I so I was actually watching this. I I was trying to struggle with the realization, is it that Dallas is better than Toronto or is that the Toronto played poorly? Like he seemed to have had an off day. Mm. Like although was doing the, the carry. Yeah. And as we've seen when he is having an off day, it does not go well. Um, there was one point on, I think it was queen street or whatever. Or, no, it might've been, no, it was Busan. Sorry. Um, like he just decided to, you know, send Bob to his demise. <laughs> yeah, like, stop saying. like it, you know, I mean, it happens, yeah, but there, he, it, it also just, got shot in the hand uh, while doing it. And maybe that kind of affected his aim on the Bob, Like you don't want to <laughs> see that. Happen. No, but like, the, yeah. you know, things just weren't going right throughout the entire match. And I, mean, yes, Toronto, you know, won a map, um, but it, it wasn't for, lack of trying to give Dallas the opportunity to, to win it themselves, right. On, uh, on New York. Um, but, you know, thinking through this match, like Busan, for instance, like Toronto was giving so much room to Dallas. Um, and really, if, if we look sort of, you know, man to man, I thought Hotbud did fine. Him and Hanbin sort of were almost equals. Um, I thought although and Edison were equals, um, Sparkle had no equal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, when this meta started, they had, for some reason, they put Doha in to play the Genji. And that was weird because mm-hmm. well, Sparkle is known for to be one of the best Genjis. And surprise, surprise, he still is. <laughs> And that's kind of where, where the difference came from, especially in Busan. It was just in whatever the hell you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas, I mean, again, it's so funny how things change from meta to meta because yeah. between these two past cycles, between Midseason Madness and Summer Showdown, no, what's this one called? Summer Showdown, yeah. Um, Summer Showdown. I had said, I'm done with Dallas. They had a they had a decent start to the season, didn't really make a much of a run in the in the tournament, but that's okay. Then just downward trajectory from there. And then of course this meta comes and just turns everything on their head, and now Dallas is easily top three, probably top yeah. two. Um and it Han Hanbin is good at the Queen. <laughs> yeah, they they just this this could easily play to their strengths, right? Between Sparkles, Genji, um, I believe we saw Gurio at some points as well, didn't we? Uh, I don't recall. I was for some reason his name was standing out to me as he he had a pretty stellar match as well. Um, but yeah, Hanbin on not not against Toronto, not against Toronto. It was mostly Edison against Toronto, yeah, who played really really well uh, as well. Yeah, and and it just seemed like you know for for all that we saw Toronto able to do in other matches so far, um, and I mean we hadn't seen them yet this weekend. but knowing what they're capable of, maybe, uh, or at least hoping that they would be capable of more, this match was a little disappointing. Um, 
just because it, it seemed like they couldn't really hold a candle to to Dallas. Uh, well, it, okay. No, I'm I'm just saying <clears throat> compared to the other match that Toronto played, it, it's almost like complete opposite symmetrical mm-hmm. uh, opposites where they they play mostly not great, and then there's Midtown, which seems to be working better for them. I'd say maybe it's fatigue, maybe it's underpreparedness, but we did see plenty of times the support lines being kind of out of place, so maybe a, mm-hmm. a little bit too too peaking too much. Uh, Midtown was the second uh, one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and on Midtown, like the, the Toronto looked more yeah. organized, um, but still, I mean. I felt that this was the fuel's map. I mean, Sparkle, every one of his blades, I believe, was a multi. Yes. Like, it was unbelievable. Um, Hanbin would, and it was almost a combo. Hanbin yes. would go through, and then Sparkle would delete. Like, it was just mm-hmm. nonstop. Again, Hisu not having much joy. But this map, you know, does present itself difficult to defend that first point if you're unable to continue to spawn camp. Uh, if you were not, and then once you get through choke, you know, there, there are some spots where you can, you know, make a sort of a stand, but, uh, you know, Toronto played better around the, the fire truck, right? Like they, the, the payload provided them, uh, you know, the ability to sort of get position. They took high ground pretty early on the second point. And once you have high ground, you're pretty much getting it through, uh, to the station and, if we were then to look at the reverse, you know, it felt to me like Dallas was, I mean, Dallas took the point quicker than mm-hmm. Toronto. Like, you know, it just, it, it was like, okay, Toronto did everything they could to get as far as they needed to get, but then they could not do anything to, to really halt Dallas until the choke. Yes. And that's when Dallas just started to find themselves running out of time. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the spawn advantage, you know, da- da- the clock ran out on Dallas. Yeah. I think this is where Hisu sort of found himself. Um, I earlier, like last week I had said, I think, you know, Twilight's getting more comfortable on the brig. This was the map where he looked most comfortable. The three losses. In fact, I think we saw him trot out the Anna at one point, just out of desperation nowhere near comfortable and that might be because sparkle was you know hanging out in his back pocket the entire time it's hard for for probably a player like um twilight who's so used to like making plays and being a little bit more aggressive than usual on a on a you know a hero like anna and now every time especially in this upcoming map i did have a a few comments on him just peeking too much Mm -hmm. being too exposed and even though he was at low health he just got picked for no reason um so yeah, fights did go back and forth. I mean, in Gibraltar, they tried to... Toronto started out on D, and they tried to spawn camp like, you know, most teams do, and it didn't really work. Um, <laughs> what 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 worked against, uh, you know, against... Uh, uh, who was it? New York for, for Vancouver. And we'll talk about spawn camps again, but <laughs> it didn't seem to work here. And as Dallas's uh, spawn camp did work much better, unfortunately. Um. I, I I would argue that it worked more than much better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it was they bullied uh, Toronto. They did. I, you know, I, there's a part of you, we we 
we hear the the scuttlebutt, but teams have two opponents over the course of the weekend. They choose one to compete against, mm-hmm. and they prepare to sort of that team. Knowing what we know based on what happened against the Gladiators, but also knowing what we knew about the Gladiators going into the weekend, if you had to pick either the Dallas Fuel or the Gladiators as to the match you want to win and you know gives just the greatest opportunity to win, if you chose one, I think it's Glad's. And that's sort of how this felt to me. It's almost like they knew Dallas was going to provide them some stiff competition, but they didn't have an answer to sparkle. Um, you know, we saw actually Hisu just hard commit to Ash yet. We'll get into the glads match. We saw him make an adjustment. Um, eventually might that have changed things here? Maybe, but I think you can quite clearly see that if your Ash is not getting you the, the picks, you're essentially five or you're four V five. I was going to say five V six, four V five. It, that's how dominant the sojourn can be with the, uh, the right click. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that, that's a good point. Like it was poor time management, alt management. They just seemed tired for some reason or underprepared. I mean, like Dallas is also like a tough opponent to prepare for. Because they mm-hmm. rely on this chaos and like very <laughs> disruptive type of play. Well, while Toronto, I'd say even in their best matches, like very calculated and and more you know um, X's and O's kind of team. So maybe that was uh, part of their decision. Yeah, but that takes us to Coliseo, where you know I'd actually say it was back and forth. Yeah. The difference was that when Toronto would win a fight, they'd get mm-hmm. a few feet. And when Dallas would win a fight, they'd get like multiple yards. Yeah, and and, and it was they got the first butt scratch, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that like that that shift just gave Dallas an advantage that they continue to take greater advantage of, greater advantage mm-hmm. of, greater mm-hmm. advantage of, and the next thing you know, um, hey, look, the barricade can actually get to the end. Yeah. And since you always need to uh, since since the gap is is increasing with every you know Dallas wins one Toronto wins one Dallas wins one but you need to actually win like three in a row to to catch catch up uh the same yeah. you know distance and it, it is impossible if it if it is going back and forth in Dallas unfortunately yeah fully capped. Like, had had Toronto won let's say that that last fight the, the do you could you foresee them then rolling that barricade no like that i think that also is is a a mental break because you know as a player you're looking at the the progress and you're trying to wonder how are we going to win that many fights to get it that far when there's the the tactical butt scratches that have to occur to even get that point yeah and if you look at the progress if you look at the bar here comes sparkle behind you and kills you so better not look at the ui for too long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, having lost to the, the Dallas Fuel 3-1, they still had another match. That's to take on the Los Angeles Gladiators. And I told everyone who was listening, this is this is a Toronto win. This is going to be a Toronto win. Look, LA is having some issues. Maybe they're playing into things, but no, they're having issues. Uh, LA has not looked good this stage. And uh, Toronto took advantage of that like this is where toronto went into some uh, a match with confidence i don't think they ever had confidence against the fuel um and one but i just want to 
you know, qualify this win. I don't think it was as dominant as some are, are talking about. Like there wasn't really any, well, I was going to say there isn't any map where Toronto was quite clearly ahead above. No, there was one, but Los Angeles was in most of, of every sort of map from that point. Sure. Right. Like, like Ilios. Oh yeah, man. Whole, whole different sort of, you know, quality of play. Toronto would win a fight. They'd get progress mm-hmm. forever. Da- uh, Los Angeles would win a fight and they'd hold it for as long as it just took Toronto to get out of spawn. And what's the big difference here? Hisu, he's now clicking heads. Like he's clicking heads. He had Bob on cooldown. They were, I think there was like three or four just across the entire match times where Kevster was uh, in blade and was like deleted. Especially towards the end. Yeah, it was focused down hard. Because he was the actually the only threat on their team to on, on that match, I'd say. Um, it, it was... Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I would say that, you know, Happy had some moments. Some, yeah, it's still good. But I think it's his first match uh, playing for, for the glass, right? So maybe some mm-hmm. adjustment there. I, I don't know. Like, this really didn't feel like a junk, junk, uh, Junker Queen Jotes uh, a meta game because it, it felt a lot more porous and, and fights were decided really quickly based on DPS uh, picks and not a lot of poking and, 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 and trying and, you know, hiding. It was a weird match. And, and I think, like, although did his best uh, sparkle impression just went ham on, on the back lines. Do people stay, still say went ham on something? I don't know. Of course they do. <laughs> I well, feel I mean, like it's a, they might. It's a 2010 uh, type of that lingo. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, do they do they say it went ham in 2022? Yeah, probably. Apparently they don't say pwn <laughs> anymore. Not. Oh, that's that's from like maybe 2000 already. Yeah, not that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was actually going to ask you a question, Chris. You said there was one map that was dominant. I have to assume hmm. you're talking about Dorado, correct? <sighs> Well, it's so tricky half of Dur- because half of yes, you, you already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Toronto was dominant on that map. Like, there's no denying that. But the fact is, even though they were dominant and able to hard spawn camp the gladiators, like they only pushed the cart. I don't know what felt like ten feet. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't even write down hey. how far it actually was, but it was not far. When- Hey, they got to see the piñatas while, uh, yes, uh, you did, know, while gladiators couldn't. So. <laughs> I, I just pulled it up. It was about 77 meters, which is not even the first point. And at that point, it was looking bad. It was like, okay, LA's got this map, right? But then they had a dominant comeback, and it negated yeah. even the small percentage they had got, right? Yeah. Well, we've, we've skipped Midtown. I, I, yeah, I sorry. Wrote, I wasn't trying Midtown. to do that. I wanted to refer to what no. you had already said, though. That's why I jumped that. So. Okay, okay. And yeah, no. I, uh, funnily, I, I, when I came to Midtown, and I, I'm always taking notes while I watch. I'm like, oh, yeah, Midtown. It's a good map for the Defiant, right? That's the map we got off of the fuel. <laughs> and, and suddenly, Reiner learns how to play Junker Queen, right? Well, that was the only map where he actually performed well. Seemed to, yeah, figure out how to play Junker Queen. But we also were seeing some weird hotba, you know, 
alt action here too, right? Like, mm. uh, but despite this, despite this, Toronto still you did everything they needed to do. Yeah. They had they had time and you know the the bank yes. and 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 ultimately had a winning condition. The difficulty was that on the LA attack, Toronto apparently didn't realize that you have to stop the payload. Plus, they had two and, minutes less, uh, but still, no. But, but still. like that's a but, but you know, LA simply had more time, yeah. right? Like Toronto's winning condition here in OT, or in, you know, in sort of the, the extra time was to win that first cap point, um, and instead of going aggressive, they went very passive. And you see how the gladiators were like, "Oh, if you're going to go passive, we're just going to go and get all the picks that we need." Your your spawn back is just going to be so long that you'll probably go passive through the doors as well because we don't have to get the payload that far. You're going to take high ground. You're gonna you're gonna allow us the distance, and that's what Toronto did, right? Like, I feel if if Toronto had played that overtime as aggressively as they played the next map, I genuinely believe Toronto wins this three zero. But when you give a team like the Gladiators, who are still being ranked high, despite being zero and what four on the stage, yeah, I I, they, I I just I I want to see Toronto go for the jugular, like play aggressive, play with that swag. Like they're good. They they had these moments and they were having these moments against the Gladiators, but. They allowed the gladiators to remain in this match much longer. Hmm. Yeah. But let's go to Dorado. Like, uh, raise your hand if you watch the Toronto attack and you're like, well, this is not going to go so well. I guess we're going to five. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, it was, it was like, well, this is bad news. Like, you know, having seen LA do so well, or let me do so well do better on on midtown then have that i would dominant hold against toronto yeah and kefster was looking phenomenal his reflects were just bonkers mm-hmm. to to witness so what what changed that's like how does toronto a collective come out and brain fart that, maybe like, on gladiators well do you do you think it was the the gladiators falling apart or do you think that toronto suddenly i don't you know pop those energy here's my theory oh you want to say yours first no no i go ahead i want to hear this we saw the rumblings on twitter and if you watched you know the 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 face cams after the maps that gladiators won you you basically see you know kefster just get up very he was very upset. He was not, and I, I feel like they're struggling with this. Well, clearly they're struggling, and coming off of two uh, rounds where they had won the the, the the thing, right? They're not in a good mental state. So once you know you're you're getting spawn camped and and you can't get out, like we all play Overwatch, and sometimes we get in rank <laughs> and you get spawn camped. It doesn't sometimes? feel nice. So imagine getting spawn camp but at your job you're trying to get into the office but there's a guy blocking your path and no matter what you do you'll be you know pushed to doing some weird things which which they were doing weird things right they were 
yeah. doing a rampage and an overclock and they couldn't just get through the freaking door and wow that was certainly an overwatch uh, uh defense there it was well did the payload even get around that first building ever no, like i, I know they so. got it to the, the the corner and it sort of started to like turn a bit it goes backwards right when they're uh, no i know so. but i don't I, like i honestly I don't so. recall if they even ever got the payload to get around the corner at any point wanna... like because toronto is playing right up on the on the payload like i mean in fairness what does toronto know they need to do to win they need to that was chew up the clock one of the most egregious uh spawn camps that i think we've ever seen in the overwatch league not just this it, it really was and like i mean by the end of that round you have to assume that you know, like I just, I'm, I have it up right now. And like Reiner's just throwing rampages wherever, yep. you know, Kevster's holding onto this blade at the very end, just cause. Oh yeah. They yeah. Got yeah. 17.3 meters. It started to make that turn that very first left also, hand, yeah. but it, it was stopped right there. Like by that kind of half wall. Yeah. Also being on, on the losing end of, of multiple, like many shenanigans in the overwatch league, <laughs> right. Covering the Titans. There's always that aspect where where you'd get like for example in in two um, CP map like the first point too quickly right you get like a daisical or whatever you do you do silly stuff and I think yeah. holding before first checkpoint huh. is kind of the equivalent yeah. of a payload map They're like okay we just will 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 we win one fight and we'll, and we win the map and maybe that kind of like got into their heads. And when the time starts running out, you you get panicky. And... Well, they were feeding. Like that was the other thing. Like when it came to alt economy, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Is like, like Reiner's just throwing rampages. Like I think it's pretty clear that Reiner is one of the core components that is struggling a lot because he's mm-hmm. looked. I mean, a lot of people have talked about him for rookie of the year, right? It's his rookie season. He's doing exceedingly sure. well, and he's. Uh, definitely a major part of the success the Glads have had this season. I personally, I mean, just in terms of the competition, I don't think he is rookie of the year, but uh, I can see the merits behind him. And I think on Junker Queen, it's pretty apparent that he's struggling a lot more than he has. And I think a lot of it comes down to like, you know, it's the the hot button topic right now, but it's the Jotes meta, right? It's the fact that this tank... Let me, let me go on a bit of a tangent here. One of the things that bothers me the most about people talking about jotes um, is when they say it's a no-skill meta. And I see this all the time on... I mean, I don't really use Reddit too much, but I've actually, uh, if they'd like to sponsor us, I've been using the Juked live chat during these games, and I'm really liking it. I like the Juked app a lot. Anyways, um, in there, that when a team like the Glads gets beat by a team like Toronto... You see a ton of people saying this is a trash, no skill meta. And it really bugs me because the fact is it doesn't matter what the meta is unless it's pay to win and players have dumped money in to get better weapons or something. There's no such thing as a no skill meta. The skill is working with your team to a higher degree than is normal. It's using your ults, it's using your abilities and rotating them with your teammates as well to 
get the most out of them. And I think Reiner in the past two tournament cycles has really not had to do that too much. Obviously, there's still an element of team play and, you know, your tank is always mm. defending the team and, you know, the, the one who needs to be the bullet sponge and that kind of thing. And the healers have to keep them up and that kind of thing. But it's just so much more focused on the, I mean, buzzword, but synergy between specifically the tank and those two support alts. And if you can make those work together, then that's how you dominate. And, and I mean, yes, your DPS obviously take advantage of all that as well, but I think that's probably like, to me, it looks like that's the biggest challenge they're having is Reiner's not used to that. And I think he's just out there trying to make it work, but I have to assume like he's, he's just not able to connect on that, that sort of that deeper level, if you will. Well, so on the, this is to sort of bounce on that. Like if we think about no skill, like this sparkle and uh, doing what he was doing against Toronto defiant, not indicate skill. And, and um, he's who when he's on his game or like a spire yeah. who is right clicking like to me there is actually a significant yeah. amount of skill it's just that it happens within a very coordinated yeah. team cohesive you know I, I when people say jotes is just goats again goats required skill but it wasn't like an individual that yeah. popped off that's that's yeah that, was, i was just about to say that that's the other side of it too is that you know, the comparison of goats, I understand it. This is definitely like goats light though, which is, you know, different name. Um, because you still have that ability to pop off because you're using heroes like, uh, Genji, like Ash and like, uh, Sojourn for the most part. Right. So it still does have that ability to be less goaty than goats was. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a different style, you know? Yeah, it's just a knee-jerk reaction every totally. time, like, the yeah. meta shifts, and, and it's not the first or the last time. I mean, if you see two teams fight, like, you can definitely tell which one yeah. has more skill and which one has a lot totally. less. And you did mention it's not, like, there's no pay to win, but isn't, like, the Glads one of the highest paid teams, so they're, like... That's different. That's now? a different thing. <laughs> Paying for your players' salaries is different than, than pay to win, I feel like. It's a good point, and I wish teams published their players' salaries. That would be really nice to see. Um, but yeah, I'm just being cheeky. Know, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but I mean, the other thing to look at this is a, an example, I think, of a young kid who has seen a whole lot of success finally encountering adversity and mm -hmm. articulating himself in a, a manner that. That's fine. Yeah you know, happens to show maybe a little age. Also, without realizing, Toronto is a good team when Toronto is on. Like, Toronto is almost like the, that light switch. Is it on or is it off? And what did we see? Against Dallas, it was flipped off. Against the Glads, it was flipped on. And right now, you can't simply, you know, expect that you're going to walk over a Toronto Defiant. I mean, hell, would he have said the exact same thing if they had lost to the Titans? Damn straight he would. Sure. But the Titans right now in this meta, they're they're a better team. Hell, the Washington Justice were beneficiaries, uh, beneficiaries of a, a change in meta and uh, an ability to sign a player, you know, through the gray market. But the thing is that the Toronto Defiant did what they needed to do. They knew their win condition was chew up the clock, and boy, did they chew it up on Dorado. But when we go to then New Queen Street, you know, uh, 
Toronto didn't have this in the bag. Like we saw Hisu shift to the, the sojourn, um, which I feel is the one, not only better hero for this particular map, but I would love to see Hisu, you know, shift over to it. I get, maybe there's a comfortability thing here and he doesn't have the same ability to go in and grind the, you know, ladder, um, in Overwatch two, cause it's just not possible. <laughs> But there wasn't a point where Toronto was as dominant here as they were on that attack. Like LA was in it. What was the difference? Toronto, I felt played more as Mm -hmm. a team. Whereas the Glads, it was, you know, ride or die Mm -hmm. by Kevster. Yep. Yes. And that that just goes back to what I'm saying about the meta, right? The skill in these kind of metas is working is is even more reliant on team play than it usually is right and that's that was i mean that was a we know that was a big reason for the shift to 5v5 versus 5v6 is because it's less reliant on team play but when you introduce a hero that has the abilities that junker queen does and then you can stack those with two support ults that add even more defensive yeah, capabilities playing with the team exactly that's that's a recipe yeah, for success. Get into right? voice chat, gladiators. Yeah, come on. You got to get into voice that's chat. That's right. Unless it's just Reiner swearing at you. I, I don't know. That's that wasn't that wasn't speculation. Kevster, man, every time they after they lost the map and they, you know, right after oh. went onto the face camps, he wasn't even in his chair anymore. He would get up so yeah. quickly. We we also actually have not mentioned that this was, if I'm not mistaken, the first map without Patty Pan and Happy playing for him right. instead, which right. you know, Obviously, synergy, you know, playing an entire season with one player and then suddenly having to introduce a new one, going to be difficult and everything like that. So to their credit, I actually did think Happy played pretty well, um, yeah. especially given, you know, how well they were doing overall. I mean, and what you're saying is LA played much better, you know, the two matches prior to this. Well, and, and this that's one, a right? good point, right? Is, you know, they hadn't been much better, so... That's not oh, probably the biggest four now. They I think are. They're on, they are. Oh, they're on to... four. Um, if you happen to be in yep. RSP cord, you'll notice that I had commented that Toronto by winning this likely broke my yeah, crystal yeah, ball. Yeah. Right, right. Me too. I'm Mine's... very upset with my crystal ball. I mean, right I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the defiant winning here, yeah. but have you seen the trash talking going uh, in chat when the game? Oh ended? God. I was the thing that Twilight had said, you know, buy summer show. Oh yes, 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 yes. Unter yeah. who? Unter who? There that was, was like a, that was from uh, also, Moby Dick, wasn't it? I said Unter who? Yeah, and then there was also like a big like sad, tour coach yeah. and, uh, comment there. I don't know who. I don't remember. Yeah. Who did it. Yeah. Oh. It, 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 <laughs> the yeah. If if you're the sadiators, you're very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And the end of this match was was really good. Very very Dorado esque as well. Where at the end of it it came down to seeming like Kevster was the only one still in it, still trying his darndest Mm -hmm. just at the very, very end. And then, you know, it just, you can't have one person carrying the whole team when it's literally just them on their own. So, yeah, at least have, you know, have some uh, um, pleasure in knowing that probably 99.9% of the, uh, participants crystal balls were smashed yeah. because you know gladiators yeah. going into the stage were the de facto best team mm-hmm. not only in na but in the world mm-hmm. so you'd you'd have to either misclick your picks or be like a weird you know time traveler to to have predicted them going oh and four no no there so in the weekly uprising podcast discord 
uh, someone dropped a, a tweet from Owl Stats Net. Um, <laughs> I saw this too. <laughs> who uh, who did a uh, some sort of predictive analysis based on strength of competition, blah blah blah, and punched in a uh, results, and they had the Gladiators uh, getting the eight spot to go to Toronto over top of the Titans, and someone actually called them out, like like okay. So you're suggesting that the Gladiators are going to win the next two matches and somehow Vancouver is going to lose like the next three considering Vancouver's playing and uh, the yeah. person's response is like, oh, I'm not big on Vancouver. They're not that good. I don't understand how they think, you know, the Gladiators are sort of magically turn things around. But what's also interesting is that they actually have the Defiant at four and two, which I think sort of plays into the way we've seen Toronto you know, this stage kind of discounting them a little bit. Like I, I understand that Toronto is going to have to take on a weird London spitfire as well as a Atlanta rain team. That's not horrible, but also not great, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like yes. uh, you look at the next four matches, we're going to get into, to, you know, one of them in a moment, but uprisings winnable. Spitfire should be winnable. Rain should be winnable. Uh, New York is winnable. Like that's very, that's four wins. And if you're the Toronto defiant, well, where does that put you near the top? Yeah. I mean, we did predict before the stage began, like we spoke about strength of schedule for Toronto, how brutal it was. But frankly, all of the teams that were considered uh, uh, brutal and, and very difficult and almost un, un, unwinnable against it's they're on the downwards trend now. So, and Toronto yeah. is I mean, on the upwards uh, trajectory. Like yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, you, yeah, strength of schedule. The you know they lost the shock. I mean, yeah. I think what if shock doesn't uh, wait? Shock who who beat Dallas, the shock so far in the regular season? Oh, nobody. That's right, <laughs> nobody. And that's the thing is, if the shock win against Dallas, like who's actually going to beat them? Like, there's now discussion that the shock are going to have the yeah. perfect season. Um, you know, perfect season, no trophies. <laughs> uh, the but the the. The Defiant are are in a in a in a good space. Like they're they're looking really good. They're going to be in like I'm not I'm trying not to you know jinx them or curse them, but I just do not see a scenario that doesn't have them in Toronto at this point and being able to pick an opponent. So getting into this weekend's action, uh, the Vancouver Titans actually get things underway. First of the two Canadian teams, they're going to be playing the Washington Justice Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Toronto takes on Boston Saturday Boston. at 12 noon, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then Vancouver is going to be taking on the Houston Outlaws on Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific, mm. uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm like, I, I feel Toronto is going to win. Like Toronto's going to yeah. beat Boston. I think Toronto's going to beat Boston. I, I, I'm going to say three, one, I'm going to take the easy way out though. Quite easily. Three Oh, like, okay. You don't have to get angry. Yes, smack I did. I'm so angry. Jordan. Beat that thing down. Right. I'm, I have trouble with Vancouver right now. I think Vancouver wins no against Washington. I feel they should win against Houston the way Houston's playing. I mean, if you watch Platt chat, uh, Custa's down on the Titans against the Justice, but all four of them have have them beating the Outlaws. Um, so, since you referenced it, I actually 100% agree with almost everything Custa says about the Vancouver Titans. He's very much mm -hmm. simply saying that, you know, they look good, they've beaten two weak teams. I agree with mm -hmm. that. But I also think that right now, 
Washington and Houston are kind of weak, especially compared to how well Vancouver's playing. So I think they're going to take both of these matches. Uh, I think there needs something needs to be said about the fact that when you say that, oh, they beat uh, uh, weak teams, you almost dismiss the fact that Vancouver used to be that. They used oh, to yeah. be not just a weak team. They used to be the weakest team. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver has been on like this um, improvement phase for a while now. Um, I think they understand and play the meta pretty well. I think they got the monkey off their back, so to speak, and they can play more loosely. A lot of maps went down as a loss for Vancouver, despite, you know, them being in a huge uh, uh, possibility of winning. That's true. Even entire matches. And I feel like in a mental state, and, and people always don't, forget about it uh, for some reason in the Overwatch League well you know in other sports people always talk about it so I think the mental part mm-hmm. of it is so huge for them now that they've won one yeah. uh, that they are looking good okay and and Toronto one of the best teams like outside of that match against the Shock and, and you know the Dallas Fuel the only team that was close to, to beating them is Vancouver. is, is uh, Vancouver Titans now back to what I always say, like in terms of of predictions and the highest probabilities, I have difficulty of of predicting what is the highest, highest, highest probability here, or or the outcome uh, with the highest probability, whether it's two wins or a one and one mm. of this week. I uh, who did they lose to then? Washington or Houston? Uh, that's that's the one I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think they lose both. Sure. Um, so I I the, the... Like they should be Houston. I'm. It's just am I overconfident? Right. Like is Houston just had problems that they're going to figure out? Especially like Houston now, has, especially now. Yeah. right, right, right. They've made changes, right? Yeah, uh, Washington, a weird team, if, if, a weird team, always. Yeah. Like work. Arguably, Vancouver had an opportunity to beat Washington last stage. Meta has shifted. I feel Vancouver is the better team in this particular meta. It's who did who did Washington uh, just beat? Because it was a pretty dominant one as well, wasn't it? They beat. They had they they had Florida? one good win against Florida and they had three zero against Florida. That's that's all. Yeah, that's an just this odd one. Because that that was the the roster now is what I'm saying. Because they made all those changes prior to this past weekend's games, and uh, yeah, they yeah. also beat Eternal three zero. But that's nothing that you can take from that. Yeah, I mean, okay, I think Vancouver really wants to get to Toronto. Yeah. Of course, and I think but they, they really they should. Uh, one one win yeah. should get them there. Just like, one. If they have three wins, arguably three wins. Like Vancouver right now, they're going to Toronto. Uh, map then. differential, they're mm-hmm. plus five. Like v- Toronto has <laughs> one more win. Can you repeat than Vancouver. that again? <laughs> so on map differential, they have plus five. Toronto with one more win has plus three. Vancouver, I mean, great. Vancouver beat the living daylights out of the Excelsior and the Eternal, and that's that's to their advantage. But that's what you have to do to to make headway in this yeah. league. Vancouver has done what they need. Vancouver is going to get that one win. Um, I was I, I was fully expecting uh, the New York Excelsior to come out with a message right after this match that uh, their players <laughs> knew that they were getting, getting dropped as well. Because otherwise... <laughs> and then post a player of the match again. Well, of uh, yeah. Who was it? <laughs> 
Well, okay. So then, just like the Washington Justice, who are playing Bill from Finance, um, New York is going to have the entire HR department fill <laughs> okay. in, is what you're telling me, right? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. diving into the hopium. I'm going to go to all, to all for for Vancouver on this weekend. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go to all, but I'm not feeling good about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I just don't that's know fair. which of the two matches that's I don't. Fair. feel I feel good confident about. in two all. I have both matches as three ones. Ooh, oh, that's clean. the last time I was this confident. Yeah. It did bite me a little bit, but <laughs> I, I have said that I'm predicting Toronto in every match they have this stage, and well, I'm sticking to that. Oh, uh, Toronto! Toronto has no business losing correct, to Boston. Yeah. Like this is, you know, if right. you're like, why well, are you not giving the defiant love? The defiant <laughs> yeah, are beating better. the Boston uprising, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. without doubt. Anywho, um, if you happen to be a Titans fan, you happen to be in Vancouver this weekend. They're hosting another watch party on Saturday, and uh, it is a ticketed event. You're going to have to spend some cash to get in. Uh, Ten bucks gets you in the front door, gets you a, a hot dog, a foot-long hot dog, or a veggie dog, unlimited pop. Uh, they have a, a second sort of go-between, because last time they had the $10 gets you in the door and a $50 gets you a hoodie, plus a burger. They now have the Timmy Titan pack, which is like... 25 bucks, I think it gets you a burger. It doesn't get you the hoodie, nor does it get you the VIP meet and greet after the match. Whereas like the $50 one gets you the hoodie, the what have you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they had a pretty solid crowd at their last watch party. I'll be honest. I'm impressed by that considering that not only the Titans performance, but my perception of how they sit within the market. So good on them. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get in on uh, some Overwatch League action with a whole lot of your you know closest friends, uh, grab some tickets and uh, and check it out. But we're going to take ourselves here a short break uh, before we dive into the fray. okay weekend um here we go <laughs> well okay i mean i got 29 points that would be cute and, and, and which weekend. rank are you in right now for the summer um, show, showdown okay so like globally i'm at 395 um for the summer showdown uh if we look at us right now in, in rsp i'm Numero i'm at 49 uno. did you right? say you got 29 yeah, I'm, I'm, points this weekend Oh my yes. god. You need to share oh, wait, your that's both Eastern east east and west, right? That's that's east and west. Uh, yeah, I had I had ten out of the east, nineteen oh out of the west. God, he's in the first place. I got twenty six. Yeah. I got twenty four. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like the I had no idea what I was doing with the East. <laughs> I mean I said that last last week. I'm just, I'm just gonna sort of pick based on my, my instinct. Um Friday and Saturday, I got I got all the winners. I got no maps correct. And then on Sunday, um, for some reason, I picked the Valiant to beat the Charge. <laughs> I mean, it, it was close. It could have gone either way. 
Um, oh. And I thought the Fusion would beat the Hunters, which apparently no one told the Fusion or the Hunters about. I, I also made a miss pick. Like, I, I, I selected, uh, I, I gave a 3 1 to just park against the Dragons, even though I wanted, I was fully, you know. I did as well. Believing that the Dragons are going to win. So it's weird. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I had a, I thought I had a good weekend, but now I hear your guys' and <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> What's the total for the entire year? Let's see. Uh, well, I, you're sneaking up there. You're like number four. Well, it's it's because of this particular <laughs> stage. Well, that's how it works. Like Your different stages tally up to the total. <laughs> no, but it like no, but I haven't had a crazy. phenomenal like this. It's this stage that has bumped me yeah. up the the list, yeah. right? Like that's. All right, we we can just wait for the crystal ball picks. Oh wait, which well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which one of us didn't pick the gladiators? Uh, no one, I guess. Yeah, that's the problem. We should have done yeah. the reasonable thing and picked Toronto and Vancouver. We should have, honestly. <laughs> oh <That's> what... <laughs> yes, but the thing is, would you have picked the gladiators with Toronto or Van- like if you hadn't picked both? No, just Toronto and Vancouver. That's it. <laughs> like, I honestly, if, if I had to, full, I picked the Shock it. and the Gladiators. Which of those two teams am I going to drop if I'm picking someone else? You drop both for, for Toronto and Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, crystal ball picks are out the, out yep. the window here. But, uh, you know, looking at this uh, upcoming weekend, um, just to run through the schedule, uh, the East, as always, they'll get things underway and the wee hours of the morning with the Hangzhou Spark taking on the Chengdu Hunters, followed by the Seoul Dynasty and the Los Angeles Valiant. Coming out west here, the Atlanta Rain take on the London Spitfire. That is your double points match. Good luck trying to get your double points there. Uh, the San Francisco Shock will have beat the New York Excelsior by default, I would imagine. Uh, <laughs> they the should just lock it up on the Pickums as well. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Washington Justice take on the Titans, as we already know. Going back east for Saturday, the Seoul Dynasty will take on the Guangzhou Charge, the LA Valley and the Hangzhou Spark, the, Seoul, the Shanghai Dragons, and the Philadelphia Fusion. And then, as we already talked about on Saturday, Toronto Defiant are going to beat the Boston Uprising. The Paris Eternal are going to lose to the Los Angeles Gladiators. That is going to be a Gladiators win. <laughs> but if boy, oh boy, if Paris wins, let me tell you. Uh, and then the Vancouver Titans take on the Houston Outlaws. And then to wrap the weekend up out east, the Philadelphia Fusion take on the Guangzhou Charge. The Chengdu Hunters are going to take on the Shanghai Dragons. And out west, the Washington Justice and the London Spitfire kick things off. The Houston Outlaws, Atlanta Rain, and Florida Man, Dallas Heel. Uh, any of those matches you going to watch there? Uh, probably we'll stumble upon the, the, the games that occur close to our guys playing. So what you're telling me is you are going to watch the Gladiators Eternal match. Like the Eternal. <laughs> oh, yeah, the that's Eternal the toilet roster. bowl of the stage, right? Mm. Well, they, 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 this is that like the new Eternal roster did not look good at all against the, the Atlanta rain on the weekend. <sighs> There's not much and, to watch, to be honest. You're right. Yeah, that's actually how I'm feeling. Right. Like. Pretty bad. The shock are going to roll over the the Excelsior. Um, I mean, the Atlanta Rain Spitfire yeah. for six for double points. That's just a weird that's matchup. A weird like, match. I don't know Both who to the pick. Atlanta games are kind of interesting because there's a good chance Spitfire win that one. I have them winning at three one. But even on Sunday, the Houston Atlanta game is kind of a toilet bowl as well, right? Two teams that are struggling. You know, who's going to come out on top of that one? Yeah. 
Yeah. Although, one, one thing I saw today. Play, he plays for Toronto. He, right. He does. He does. And finale. <laughs> yeah, no. What a jokester. Um, <laughs> Are you going to talk about someone next? <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll just go have a good talking to myself in the mirror. Mm. Don't we you already do that on the yeah, that Here we right go. Um, no, I was going to say, I think I saw that if Gladiators win their next two matches, depending on what other teams do, they could still have a chance at plans for this. Mm. And their match well, after this it, weekend is against the Atlanta Reign. So there's a, there's still a chance if, if that was correct. I don't know if that was correct because I didn't look. Well, at the, I mean, the. the there are there are yeah. paths where a two and four team can exactly. qualify, but in all, you know, realism, yeah. three and three is it? Like you, a lot has to go their way for two and four to suddenly. You be mean the, like Atlanta doing terrible, or yeah. you know, Florida not performing, or <laughs> okay, sure, but like I mean, here I mean, looking at the standings right now, I'm so. You have the Spitfire, the Titans, the Justice, Defiant, Fuel, and Shock, who all have two wins or more. So right there, you have, you're right, Atlanta and Houston being the two teams that you need to have a performance of outright, you know, toilet bowl nature take place. But you're also hoping that the Florida Mayhem and the Boston Uprising suddenly don't find their way. Now, we have the Uprising losing to Toronto, so that means they max out Mm -hmm. at two. Um, Florida is a weird one. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I mean, New York, I, I don't want to say cause New York lost the way they yeah. did to, to Vancouver is giving me pause, but then look how they beat the outlaws. But then are the outlaws? Out? They play shock and then Paris. So New York oh, and well, Florida. Well, so New York, sh- New York should get a win against yeah, Paris. Mm-hmm. They're not, I mean, they're losing to the shock. Yeah. And then they also play Yeah, okay, Florida. you know what? You're right. Florida too. You're right. Cuz now that I'm now that yeah, I'm looking at this, it could be close. Like it could come down to the final week's matches. Because I mean, to your point, like you're right. If we look at New York, for example, and if two wins is the barrier, they're going to lose to Shock. Then they play Paris, which they probably win. It's probably like a 70 maybe 80 20 maybe maybe 90 10 even but then they also play florida so new york could get one more win and that puts them at two depending on the map differential if la gets a little closer to zero on the map differential that could put them ahead of new york that also means that florida is beating them in one instance and florida's probably got at least two more wins so florida might be the one that squeaks in there um, mm. given they play New York and Paris in well, the final week. So like, bo- yeah, yeah. You know what? Just looking like Boston plays the Titans. Boston's, I don't think Boston's meta Boston beats yeah. Vancouver. Right. Yeah. So they're, you're That's right. That's why I was done. kind of focusing on New York, um, Florida. Cause I think they're the two that are, it's kind of uh hinges on, right? Yeah. Well, yes. And so yes and no. I mean, you're right. I guess there's a lot going in the way like Atlanta, Houston, Houston, we have them losing to Vancouver. But someone has to win that Houston versus Atlanta match. So if, uh, but one of them wins, let's just say for argument's sake, it's Atlanta. That puts them still in seventh. Houston could drop. Well, okay. I think the Gladiators' best case is that Houston beats Atlanta. 
because then at least it puts it in the power of the gladiators who could be like, yeah, right, right, right. Who can right. beat Atlanta, right? If Atlanta wins against mm-hmm. Houston, now you're reliant on a justice team beating a Houston team, regardless of what you might or might not. Like, it's, it's, it's weird. It, I think it's going to come down to the wire, honestly. It, as long as right. gladiators do beat Paris and Rain, <laughs> which Rain could be a tough one, right? But mm-hmm. yeah. That's, I mean, that's, you know, we're looking ahead to week four now, but that's kind of a toilet bowl too. It's Glads versus Rain. <laughs> two, yeah. two top teams that yeah. are both struggling right now, right? But anyways. Oh, well, I mean, things will come mm-hmm. to be after this. How the turntables have. Turntabled. Yes. And the two of you can recap it next week when I'm not oh, that's here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Bailing. Cause I'm, that's what I do. Um, as I had sort of shared, a uh, trade deadline happened last week. So uh, to catch you up, the way it works is that there is a particular deadline as to which teams can actually trade uh, players. That doesn't mean players can't be cut beyond that point. It's just that if you want to play in the Overwatch League this season, you need to be on a roster today or never have been signed to a roster beyond this date. So if you as a, a player on a contract gets cut today, your your little season's done. You can't go find a new team to play for outside of maybe in contenders, which I believe their roster's locked. So you're not finding <laughs> a job this year. You're pretty much done. But there were a number of uh, changes that took place before the deadline that have only just sort of trickled out and are still trickling out. Um, I didn't really get into all of the Washington changes outside of the fact that Washington is essentially running with a five person roster, even though the minimum is six, because the league apparently allows you to put any name down there as number six. So bill from finance, and it's, I don't know if they have a bill from finance, but the meme is bill from finance is their sixth, (laughs) but the changes that did all happen, uh, Atlanta added vigilante who, you know, Used to have a job and then got another job. Uh, Washington, they traded Happy to the Gladiators. As we know, we saw Mm -hmm. Happy in action this past weekend. Uh, The London Spitfire added uh, Khan, who had been uh, uh, cut from uh, Paris when uh, the Paris roster got boomed. But they couldn't afford just, you know, (laughs) to bring Khan on board without making changes. So they actually cut Spillo, one of their coaches. Um, The thing about the Spillo change... Spillo shared in an AMA, actually he shared in, I think his tweet, and then he had an AMA. He was making 45,000. Not below the league minimum? That he's not a player. Uh, I assumed the minimum occurred, applied to all, but. It doesn't. And so if, if $45,000 was the difference mm-hmm. between a, a con or no con, I mean, yes, it's probably a prorated salary for a portion of period of time, but like, it's not like Spillo was making forty; still had forty five thousand dollars to make. It was a really weird situation. But the teams are being very budget. I guess these are the pros and cons of the Overwatch League. Yeah, uh, Houston <laughs> traded Iris to the Soul Dynasty, um, which was interesting. So Houston announces that they've traded Iris to the Soul Dynasty. People are like, "Oh my God, why is what's going on with Houston?" Then Seoul has an announcement that they've added Iris and they've let Creative go and they wish him well on his new team. And then Houston comes out and says, hey, we've picked up Creative. So what does that mean? It's a trade. It's a trade. (laughs) (laughs) 
But like how how it was announced was so weird. It's like saying you're you're getting married to someone and never telling who that is, and then the and your wife is like that too, and then you're just popping out of nowhere, and the and you just expect everyone to assume, well, maybe that's the person I married. <laughs> so like the one thing that actually when I was looking at where the announcements broke down was this the like one of these teams trying to avoid the Excelsior situation where where they've they've made changes and they have yet to inform the said player because like if you look at the announcements Houston is the one who announced the quote unquote iris trade but then you know much like we've seen teams don't always say what the trade was for especially when it's not players going mm. back and forth so it's not to our you know maybe they traded them for money or a couple joysticks who knows <laughs> right like we don't know gaming mouser Mouses, mice, soul. Mice. So then, soul has the announcement of we're we're letting a player go. Good luck on his ne next team, creative. So people are like, okay, so creative's going somewhere. I wonder who picked them up for Houston to come out. Yeah, like why not just say here was the yeah. trade? These are the players that are going whichever direction. Yeah, whatever. There might be more moves. Um, there might be more adjustments. The if there are. I mean, it just, I don't understand the logic and not, not sharing that information. Like when it goes down, like seriously, um, on this note in Spillow though, uh, apparently the London Spitfire organization has such a weird bureaucracy that they can't make coach exit announcements properly. And although I guess, you know, cloud nines come out and said, uh, yeah, that's our bad. We're going to fix this. That's just not, you know, shouldn't be that difficult um but good thing that uh you know bone back uh still gets some some do i'm telling you if you if you open up like the back office of uh an overwatch league you just see like some random people just grasping at things and and i mean it like not in a non-offensive way it's just like so discombobulated to me yeah and uh, one final note, uh, Aaron Keller tweeted out that uh, Junker Queen is going to get uh, tuned for the next patch. Why this is important is that the Countdown Cup stage is, in theory, the next point in time as to which the Overwatch League could see a new patch. So Aaron Keller suggesting that not only what we're seeing within the short beta, what we're seeing in the league, and what they're seeing in their internal playtests, uh, Junker Queen needs to, to have a, a nerf bat taken to her. Yes. Great. But what does that all mean? And, you know, I get that she's she's OP. I, I feel that if you're making a change on her, it's you either increase the cooldown or you simply add the does not stack. Mm, yeah. Right. Like that. I think it's like, if anything, stacking is, I think, the real punishment here. Or they should just take her abs away. I don't know. They seem too OP to me. Yeah. <laughs> abs op please nerf yep give beer gut <laughs> then she'll be like a contender not then she'll be like a real uh a second roadhog yeah for sure <laughs> anyhow here we are at the end of a show it's only been an hour and 15 minutes so not too bad i thought it was going to be three hours but no we were able to to put it all into a nice little package um as I mentioned, I'm not here next week, but I'm going to leave you in the hands of these two capable gentlemen who are far smarter than I happen to be. And uh, they'll recap everything and uh, set up the uh, the summer showdown tourney, of which, unless uh, 
you know, the Toronto Defiant uh, or a, a sponsor who happens to also own a hotel and maybe an airline uh, were to go and well, gee, that know, narrows endorse, down the list. <laughs> send Jordan to Toronto to take pictures for us. Um, I'm, I'm going to miss out seeing Toronto and Vancouver in a regional tournament together. But uh, what final uh, words of wisdom do you have for uh, everyone uh, this week, guys? Yeah, like I alluded at, at the start, I'm I'm currently you know on the lookout for a job, and then in honor of my new jobless situation, I was thinking you know I I I'd find some think think up of uh, some jokes about you know unemployment, but unfortunately they don't work. <laughs> that sounds similar to what I said last week. Did you? Do you actually remember the jokes you said a week ago? I wasn't on next <laughs> last week, so it doesn't count. And I, I, I did listen to the podcast, but at some point, you know. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we're in the same 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 situation. I mean, like, I think we've shared this in the show, but you know, Omni and I knew did not know each other before we came together for this podcast. And we both work essentially in the the same in same field, same industry. Like we're both adult learning professionals. Um, it just you know, oh crap, we're, we're that. probably applying for the same jobs now too. Well, so that's actually <laughs> when I when I heard the unfortunate news, that was actually something my wife said. She's like, "Oh, do you think he's going to apply for the same jobs you are?" I'm like, "Yeah, maybe." I I can't tell him what I'm doing outside of Starbucks, but I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you have a, a little one who's into the cake pops yet. But no, not yet. In a few not years, yet. let me tell you. Oh, Jordan, final words? Um, I, I had something from the show, but uh, then you guys said, get beer gut. And I just, that's it. <laughs> that's my advice. Could you imagine that in the gut. patch notes? Yeah. Get beer gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Added beer gut. Uh, reduces mobility by, you know, 5%. Yeah. Um, so I, I've in the spare time that I've had started, you know, looking into, <laughs> to some, you know, science stuff and, and just listening to podcasts and that. And there was one that actually, uh, uh, it was narrated by not Richard, Richard Attenborough, but you know, someone that sounded very familiar uh, or similar to him. It was a really good, good episode. And I learned something, you know, about uh, the planet we all live on here on earth is that uh, uh, you know, it's covered by about 70% uh, water and that water is not carbonated. So that's proof that our planet is flat. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's a cute one. That was, <laughs> please do not, do not slide into my DMS and say, Chris, why are you saying that the planet is flat? I'm simply thing. referring to the, the 70% of the uncarbonated water that is currently on our planet. Have you tried all of it? Maybe some of it is, is sparkling. I'm, 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 I'm trusting what I listened to in a podcast mm, and discovered here on the internet. That's what they want you to think. Oh man. All those omnic birds flying around outside of my house. Mm. That's where it starts. But if you do feel compelled to slide into my DMs, don't. Slide into RSP Discord instead, because then you can let us all have it. It's discord.io slash readysetpwn. Or alternatively, slide into the RSP DMs. That's at readysetpwn on all of the social media platforms that we happen to be on. 
But if you're looking to our back catalog, it's readysetpwn.com, probably the place you want to go. And if you haven't done so already, smash the subscribe button, leave us a review. Five stars. This podcast is awesome, despite the fact it uses Pwn and uh, talks about uh, people going ham. References from decades previous. On behalf of Omni at Omni Stripe, myself, Chris at Light Forest, and Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, also the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, where he talks to himself in a mirror, signing off this show with catchphrase. Thank you.